Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Amen. Amen. Isn't it good to be here? You know, I travel all over the United States and all over Mexico. What a beautiful presence over this church. It is alive. It is alive. I mean, I I don't want to belittle any other churches I go to, but this is just this is just a great. I'd come here even if there wasn't church service going. (laughs) Amen. Let's just pray. Just one question: How many know me? Not from the post office wanted sign. Just you know. (laughs) Anyway, Lord, we thank you for this night and your presence, your word this time of fellowship, being able to come in and just be refreshed by your anointing, by your Holy Spirit, God. We just pray that you would open up our minds, our hearts, our souls to to receive this word tonight, God. We We just commit this time to you right now, and we just thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Um, I just want to Share, I, I have a number of books on the book table back there. If you want to pick one of these up, just pick one up. You want to leave an offering, great. If not, no problem. But, you know, um, sharing your heart. If you've ever written a book, yeah. you'd find out how many critics you actually have. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I mean, you, it's just like you open up your heart and you, you try to convey and everybody's critiquing you and everything else and but I think it's important that we share what's in our hearts we're, we're an open vessel amen and I don't think we should ever be ashamed of the gospel a lot of times we're, we're somewhat challenged to share our our faith we get around family and friends and co-workers that possibly don't know the Lord and you know that they, they have this bad connotation this negative thoughts towards the gospel, hey, I believe in Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I was with my family up in Michigan, and uh, they still can't believe that I'm converted after 40 years. It's still not resonating with them. And my nephew said, he said, Uncle, you need to go back to your roots. And I thought, okay, I've been gone since 1976. What are my roots at this time? And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, let's go to the bar and drink some beers. And I said, look, I don't go to dances. I don't drink beer. My roots are in Christ now. Amen. I'm planted with Jesus. I'm resurrected with Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm doing everything I can to be more conformed to his image, amen? But I also understand it's not all dependent on me. Uh And that's what I want to talk about today, tonight. What makes us successful is the presence of God on our lives. Being anointed, however you want to define it. People that were anointed and God was with them, the favor God was with them. You know, one favor from God can just change your whole life. It can open doors. It can advance you 10 years. It can resolve conflicts and and marriages and family problems and financial situations. Uh, let Let me just say this. I need the favor of God. 
How many of y'all need the favor of God? Okay, I'm going to ask this in Spanish. ¿Cuánto necesita el favor de Dios en tu vida? All right. <laughs> so I want to talk to you tonight about David. And, I, and when I walked in here, I've been preaching this message in different places on both sides of the border, and um, I'm beginning, the Holy Spirit starts to reveal things to me, and um, David was anointed. You know, David, you know, God chose David for some reason. He chose you for some reason. Amen? Accept it. Amen? Accept it. It's, hey, we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We're anointed from God. We have the favor of God on our lives. And I think the more we understand it, the more we embrace it, the more we can walk in it. Amen? Because I, Sister Karen can testify, and people that have been down to Mexico, the places I have walked in were not anointed places. Amen? Void of any concept, of any understanding of Jesus Christ. Dominated by darkness. And for some reason... God uses people that are available and that have been called and chosen and anointed. David was chosen by God. And I love this scenario. I love how this whole thing transpires. God speaks to this prophet Samuel. Prophet goes down to the town that David is from. And the city fathers go out to meet Samuel and they're afraid of Samuel. They said, you come in peace? Because Samuel was a representative of God on the earth. I believe an Old Testament prophet, when he walked into a room, you knew it. I mean, I believe it was a heavy, heavy anointing of the, the prophetic mantle, the ministry of God in that person's life. And, he, and, and Samuel went there with a mission. He went there to find the successor to King Saul. And he went to the house of Jesse. And he got, Jesse got all his sons. This was a great moment. He's going to choose the next king. And then Samuel looks at him. He said, oh, eh, eh. <laughs> eh, You don't thrill me. He says, don't you have any other sons? And this is how I imagine it. And they said, yeah, we got another one, but he's a real pain Amen. You know, he's just, he's just, just, he's mouthy. He thinks he's great. He thinks he can do everything. So we just send them out to tend the sheep to get rid of him. Right? And Samuel says, well, bring him here. And so David comes in. And Samuel anoints David. Samuel gets up, goes back from where he came. David gets up, anointed as king, and he goes back to tending sheep. Amen? How many of you felt like this? I, God, don't you know that I'm anointed and I'm still tending sheep? Right? I'm still working in the, the mechanic shop. I'm still working. God, don't you know I'm anointed? Yes, God knows he's anointed. And he sends them back out into the wilderness. This is what I wanted us to focus on. 
it's in the wilderness that we grow. We learn to depend on God. We learn how to use the weapons. We learn how to move in the anointing. We learn how to move in the power of what God has for us. Amen. For some reason or another, probably God wanted to do some things in my life. When God spoke to me about going to Mexico, I really was not on board with the idea. Okay, don't look at me like that. How many of you have all been on board when God has spoken to you about something? Right? I mean, right, God. You have the wrong person. No habla inglés. You're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> and so God did a process of me in, in me, and I went to Mexico with hardly any money whatsoever. And that just about blew all my gaskets and my fuses and everything else. God, I believe, now looking back at it after 30-some years, he was breaking my dependence on man. Amen. Until you actually can break that dependence on people, you're limiting what God is wanting to do in your life. And so over the years, I, you know, and seeing God move and, and restore and bring into my life and, and just blessing and just, you know, going through all the process in the wilderness, yeah. I started to learn how to move in the anointing of God. Amen. If we always run from these wilderness experiences, we'll never experience what God has for us. This is, this is important. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That just don't add up in our theology, right? Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. God was developing within Jesus how to withstand the wiles of Satan. And it says when Jesus overcame Satan, Satan departed for a season, and Jesus returned, and in the synagogue he stood up, he said, I'm anointed. It says Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. To me, that's very different than being full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A lot of people, you can go from seminar to seminar, worship service to worship service, and you can get full of the Holy Ghost, which is beautiful and it's great, but if you want to move in the authority and the power which God is looking for men and women to move in this authority, because we live in a, in a very trying time, Amen. You're going to have to confront these issues, these giants. David said, I fought the bear, I fought the lion. God was with me. David, God will never use you in a public setting until he can trust you in a private setting. And so David grows and he learns how to use his weapons. 
He begins to see the power of God. He sees the blessings. He moves in the authority, in the presence, in the glory of God. And I think that should be part of our Christian lives. Amen? How many of you want to see the glory of God? Amen? How many of you are not content on just the routine every day? God has a plan and a purpose, and, but it takes time to develop. Amen? God had to develop a lot in me. Okay? Yeah, I'm looking at somebody thinking, yeah, hallelujah. How many have pushed God to infinity and beyond? Remember Toy Story? Right? One hand kind of goes up. <laughs> but God can use them type of people. God can use them type of people. And so David is tending sheep and he hears as this battle is going on between Israel and the Philistines. And he comes out of the wilderness and his father sends food to, to the army and David goes up there, but there's a giant there. How many you know there's giants everywhere? Amen. How many you know there's giants everywhere? How many of you know in Mexico is ruled by a spirit of fear? Amen? I think a lot of third world nations, third world nations are ruled by fear. I can sense it. I'll be going to Mexico next week. And I know that the spirit of fear dominates the people. Well, we have not received the spirit of fear. Amen? It, it endeavors, it tries to attach itself to us, but you know, we're not, we're, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We just got to say, in Jesus' name, I'm, I don't receive that. I don't receive the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear will hinder it. It'll, it'll stop you from attaining what God has for you. The spirit of fear will keep you from entering into what God has for you. And, I, and you know, I'm just getting too old to be stopped by the devil anymore. Right? Yeah, don't say yeah. Just say, yeah, you look young and you know. <laughs> Fear is what stopped the Goliath would come out. This gigantic of a man. I believe personally he was the offspring of fallen angels cohabitating with women. And they sat and spawned this, this creature, or whatever, however you want to believe, but he was this gigantic man, and he'd come out and blasphemy and challenge and mock the army of God, the army of Israel, the Hebrews. And the Hebrews were afraid and trembling. They did not have the answer. And along comes little David. Amen. Little David in shorts and flip flops <laughs> with a slingshot. Yep. Hallelujah. Yeah. But he was in he's been in the wilderness. He's been he was in the wilderness being trained and developed by the Holy Ghost. He saw God deliver him from the line. He saw God give him the power to destroy the bear. These things you do not forget when you move in the power of God. Amen. How many, have, how many have you experienced deliverance and how many have seen the power of God in your life? Amen. How many of you need to see it more often? I'm, so this is what I want to say to you.
When David came up to where the battle was being fought, his brother came up and said, what are you doing here? We don't want you here. When I told my mother I was going to Mexico to preach, she said, isn't there enough sinners in the United States? <laughs> I was working with a guy in Montana. He said, man, we're, we're building a church. You're going to Montana? Or you're going to Mexico? I said, I gotta go. I can't, I, you know, I, 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 I can't do anything but go. And everybody was, I had nobody in agreement. There was one drunk. He said, he's going to Mexico to preach. My first two support checks bounced before God. They bounced like a rubber ball. Amen. David's brother said, what are you doing here? He said, I, I, I don't care. You cannot take, cannot allow the opinion of people to deter you from what God's placed in your heart. Amen. He, David did not allow the opinion of others, the fear of the giant, and it said, and he ran towards the battle. Amen. He ran towards the conflict. And I think I, I, in me, I, I get so tired of just analyzing everything in my mind and finally I say, all right, I'm gonna do it and I run towards the battle. Amen? I mean, I, I come to a point where I think, you know what, either God's gonna move or I'm in trouble. Amen? How many of you have been in trouble before? How many of you in trouble right now? Put down your hands. <laughs> and so Goliath comes out and I love this statement that he makes. He sees David, he sees this little chaparito David in chanclas con un onda, con shorts. And he says, am I a dog? Uh, am I a dog that, you would, that this, this child this, would come out to confront somebody like me? And David says, your, your days are numbered, cowboy. You're going down. This is from my translation, okay? And he takes his slingshot, takes a rock. He picked up five rocks because Goliath had all five brothers. He's going to take out the whole load at one time. <laughs> and he releases that slingshot and that, that rock. I don't know what happened. The Holy Ghost anointed it or an angel took it and gave it power. I don't know. But that thing hit that giant in the head and he, bam. Could you just imagine everybody just with their mouth open watching what's going on? And David doesn't stop there. I would have been taking pictures and doing a newsletter right at that moment. <laughs> David comes up, takes his sword, and chops off the giant's head. Amen? Picks up this bloody head, this short little guy in shorts and flip-flops, and the blood and, and all this gore is dripping out of it, the size of a gigantic pumpkin. Amen. Takes it up to King Saul, says, You promised me your daughter. Amen. 
Go read it for yourself. It might not be exactly how I'm explaining it, but this is... But King Saul said, whoever can destroy this giant, I will give my daughter. David's holding on to this head saying, come on, babes, let's go. (laughs) Vamos, nena, vamonos. (laughs) And then what I, I, I love about this, it says, and David took the head back to Jerusalem and buried it. On a hill called Golgotha, where the Lord Jesus was crucified, where a prophecy in Genesis was fulfilled, where Jesus would bruise the head of Satan. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. You're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Amen. Amen. Everything will take care of itself. What's imperative for us is to be anointed. Whatever anointing God would have for you. Yours will be different from mine, obviously. But you know, if we're anointed, nothing can stop us. Amen. We might go through some difficult times. The church has always gone through difficult times. That's why Paul says, he says, he says, I'm more than a conqueror. He says, all these, these adversaries, all these situations, all, these, all this stuff that I've gone through. He says, I'm more than a conqueror. The minute you receive Jesus, God perceives you as a conqueror. But when you confront the issues and temptations and the trials of life, God considers you more than a conqueror. And things begin to change in your life, in your family's life, in your household, in your city. Why? Because you're anointed by the presence of God of God. Don't run from adversary. Don't run from them desert places. God wants to teach and train and develop a soldier in you. If anything in these days and times that we live, God is looking for people that are not afraid to confront the giants and the issues and the problems of life. How many are in agreement with me? How many need to be anointed? How many need to have that, that soldier's mentality? Not that we get radical or nothing like that, but that we're somewhat normal. Amen. That we're not scared of Satan. We're not scared of the circumstances. Jesus is with us. We're going forth to take possession of what God's promised us. You know, what kept the, the Israelites out of the promised land was fear. They were afraid of the giants. Amen. And, you know, we have giants in today. We have all this political situation going on. You know, I, I care, but I care more about my relationship with God. God's going to take care of me no matter what happens. I've seen that happen. I've been in bad situations. I've, I've been in Mexico 31 years. I've seen the political environment down there. But you know what? God still takes care of us. He still blesses us. Amen. And if we're, if we're moving with God, we're going to be blessed. We're going to be taken care of. God's going to meet our needs. But let's go through it in victory. 
I'm so, I, I don't want to live a substandard, substandard Christian life. I want to live this victorious life. But to have victory, you're going to have to be able to confront your fears and your issues. How many are with me? How many of you believe David was anointed? How many of you believe that was a secret to his success? How many believe you're anointed? How many believe that you're called? How many believe God's placed something on your life? How many believe that God has a purpose for your life? How many believe that God has endued and anointed you and given you the capacity and the tools to do what God's called you to do? I think the saddest thing is, is when you stand before the throne of God and explain to him that you didn't do nothing with what God has given you. And if you're here on a Wednesday night, I, I look at you as a remnant church. I look at you as a committed people that want God, that want to see the power of God. Well, God wants to use us. Amen. He says, the word of God says, the Lord, the, the Lord searches every second of every day for somebody to show himself strong in their behalf. We just say, here we are, God. Here we are, God. Here we are, God. Use us. And let me say this. I'm, I'm going to close. The greatest sensation, the most exhilarating thing in this life is to move in the presence of God. Yeah. Amen. There's, a, there's, no, there's no other sensation that can compare with that. Yeah. God is using me. I'm moving in his presence. Jesus asked his disciples, said, who do men say that I am? Some of the disciples said, well, you're John the Baptist or you're Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And Simon Peter said, you're the Christ. He said, you're the Christ. You're the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You're the Lion of the Trinity of Judah. He had revelation. And Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjolin, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. I believe Peter was exhilarated by revelation. When I get revelation, when I move in the presence of God, something just, it just, it just you don't want to release it. You want to step into it. You want to move into it. You want more of it. And I think that's what God wants to do with our lives. I think he wants a supernatural to be more part of our lives. I want it. I want it. I'm not satisfied. Amen. Amen. Paul said, you know, he said he counted everything as insignificant that he would know the power of the resurrection. That he may, may know the power of the resurrection. I think we need to know, have that, that same fervor, that same desire. I've been a minister, I've been preaching for 37 years. I'm just starting to get going. Yeah. Amen. It's a process. I've been in some different environments. Amen. <laughs> in different parts of the world. But you know, it's the same Holy Spirit no matter where you're at. God wants to reach this world. And he wants to use you and me. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. God is good. Let's just lift one hand up if you want to lift up two hands. This is this one hand that you're, you're, you're taking hold of one hand of Jesus and you're surrendering the other one. You're coming in agreement. Say, God, here I am. Lord, use me. 
Anoint me. Anoint me with your favor. Give me the spirit of boldness. I will not fear. I speak against fear. I rebuke fear. I declare the liberty, the power of the Holy Spirit is upon me, upon my family, upon my community, upon my church. God, I am a soldier committed to you. I will not run from the battle. I will run to the battle in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Sister Karen to come up here. Because, just because she used, just because, because, <laughs> hallelujah, I love this lady. Hallelujah, what a woman of God. First time she came down to Mexico, they almost rolled the van. I thought, this is the end of the lady. I won't see her anymore. <laughs> 200 times later, I've kind of erased that thought from my mind. <laughs> a warrior for the kingdom of God. Amen. It's a pleasure and just great seeing you. Pastor Cody with y'all. Hallelujah. God bless y'all. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.